as many of you know, we have vigorously explored the rift between the red pill and the tradcons. I've made a prediction that I feel that that rift will go on to play a big role in culture, in society, and I think eventually elements of that rift will be brought up in elections. We recently had what you could consider to be a round table with the people that work over at the Daily Wire and one of the subject matters that they felt compelled to explore deeply was the red pill. As many of you who regularly listen to the show might have heard in some episodes back, we recently covered a round table that consisted of red pillars talking about tradcons in particularly those over at the Daily Wire. So we're getting both sides of the argument, but we are not getting any formal debate. We're going to give our thoughts, our commentary, and our analysis on the Daily Wire and their roundtable talk about Red Pillars. Some of the interesting nuggets that came out of that discussion and some of the quite judgmental things they said that you might not have expected guys like that to say about Red Pillars. In today's episode, we're also going to talk about the comedian Shane Gillis. He is a comedian that's on the up and coming. He has two specials that are out currently. A lot of people regard him as a return to what they know comedy to be. And he displayed that in full when he recently hosted SNL. And the crowd didn't particularly gravitate toward what he was saying. Neither did the band in the background that you could visibly see were a little bit cringe about the whole thing. But if you look at the real world and you look at Twitter and you look at what real people are saying, they feel like he represented a sense of like a return to normalcy. We're going to discuss his appearance on SNL, in particular his monologue, what it means for culture and what it means for comedy, why we think he took that approach. And then we're also going to discuss the results out of the South Carolina primary. Trump obviously won. That's really not mentioning. We're going to talk about how much he won by and why the hell Nikki Haley is still sticking around. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K Cartoon. This is RX Phonics. We are the Audio Apes. You are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics, current news, and relevant subjects with a philosophical and comedic flair. And our take on it, two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about here on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. 
It's crazy today's episode because we have a discussion about politics, we have a discussion about culture, and we have a discussion, well, it's really like two discussions about culture, but one in the sense of the red pill and the tradcon movement, and then the other one in the sense of comedy. We really do talk about it all on this show. Hell yeah, we do. (laughs) Um, A lot of shit. I, I don't know where like where else anybody really gets like a basket of so many things in in one episode, you know, Hell yeah. at the risk of tooting our own horn, but yeah. I just I feel like it's just worth saying. Um so you sent me a video um I want to say maybe about a week ago, maybe a little yeah, about a week ago. I want to say it was like right around the time that like right after we filmed last we filmed we sh- we recorded <coughs> last might, week's episode. Might have been Tuesday or Wednesday. And uh I I'll watch things from the Daily Wire. Like I'm I'm not like subscribed to Daily Wire Plus or anything like that. I was temporarily when you, me, and Vince covered the What is a Woman documentary. Yeah. And then while I was subscribed, I watched um, the movie, what was it, Run, Hide, Fight. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty solid movie. Um, and and that was it. And, and while we're on the subject, have they produced any more movies since then? Really? Lady Ballers? That was oh, it. yeah, yeah. That's recent. Yeah, yeah. You're you're right about I, that. You know what? I didn't check it out. I haven't, I haven't either. Um <coughs> But yeah, so so it it was that was that, and then and then you know I'll catch their clips on YouTube or I'll catch some of their kit, I'll catch some of their clips on Twitter. But that's basically the extent of it. Or you know I've recently watched the Ben Shapiro and uh, Destiny debate and stuff. I've I've known about this Daily Wire backstage thing where it's basically something that they do, I want to say, like once a month, and it's like a roundtable. I've known about it, and I think I've even seen clips from some of them in the past, but I've never watched a full one before, so that's just like full disclosure. But when you sent me that, and I saw how in the thumbnail it said, (laughs) Red Pillars are wrong, and then it showed like Travis Kelsey and and, uh, Taylor Swift uh, embracing one another... I thought, okay, like this seems like it's gonna have like some cultural relevancy, and I'm just interested in hearing like what these guys have to say. Mind you, it did take a little bit of time before they got into the whole red pill debate or the topic because they weren't really debating one another; they were all in agreement. But when until yeah. so they got into the, the the topic of it, and I could tell that like while I respect a lot of their work, none of them strike me as guys that like I would like really ever be like that close to. Yeah. It's it's uh and like that's one thing as I was watching, like I feel like the person there that I would be like the coolest with would be Candace Owens. Same here. Same it, here. It's so crazy. And they don't have nothing to do with race or nothing that's they're white or Jewish or what. It don't have nothing to do with that. It does for me. No, I'm just <laughs> well, I'm just glad. And you're, I mean, hang away so you get honest, honest people. Like, uh, uh, no, like, it, it, it was just it was just that I was like, well, they, uh, uh, some of the shit that comes out of their mouth sounds incredibly delusional, like really over the top. And, and, and before we even get to the, the, the red pill discussion because they basically start off by talking about taylor swift and how they have this fantasy of 
That shit was weird. Her getting married and like if she gets married, like that'll be her big break. You realize she's a billionaire, Benji Girl. Like you are aware of that, right? (laughs) Her big break has been given to her by like women that like what she's talking about. I'm not gonna go as far as like to generalize them as as feminist, but whatever they are, whatever the ideology is, that's who's given her her break. And like whatever she's doing is clearly working for her. I'm no like big fan of Taylor Swift. But I'm just keeping a G that like whatever she's doing is working for her. <laughs> so this notion of like, oh well, no, well that's really when it's gonna make the difference, and we need that because like young women will realize, which is like such a sad statement on young women in and of itself. This notion that like for them to do what the Daily Wire guys think they need to do, they need Taylor Swift to do it first. Yeah, that's like what does that say about like? Your vision of a, what a woman is, like, what does that say of our, like, that's yeah. like an automaton, basically. It, it, it's funny because I, I, I'm starting to think that they think that women don't know any better. And are they like, don't. They every at every turn, they, at every turn, trad cons absolve women of any accountability and responsibility from their decisions, and that's yeah. because to not absolve them of it would mean that you have to face the reality that like what women are doesn't necessarily correlate with like what you've lived your life think with the vision that you've lived your life of them with isn't that crazy very crazy <laughs> and, and you'd be in denial to to say half of the shit they sounded like almost like they were having a, like little girls having a slumber party wishing that all these things would come true. <laughs> oh my God! And then he's with the football player. Yeah, and, it's and, so wild that you phrased it like that. But yeah. that's exactly what that shit was like, like fantasy <clears throat> world. Yeah, it was almost satirical, and I was like, "What the fuck are these motherfuckers on?" Like, you don't know who Taylor Swift is. It's like, and if Taylor has kids one day, oh my God, what is she gonna name her kid? Yeah, like, and, and if then she has like, a boy. I hope she names the boy after me. And then, and, and then the way he opened the door for her yeah, and pushed the, the security guard out of the way. Women swooned. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And you motherfuckers are the ones saying that red pillars are gay? Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers are wild as hell. I'll slap the shit out of you. Like, no, nah, like, relax, breathe in. And, like, and then, they were, and, and then they were like, and then football players have been known to be conservatives. It's like, what are you fucking guys talking yeah, about, bro? This motherfucker's sponsored by Bud Light and a Pfizer. Pfizer. In what way do you think this man is Republican? Please tell me. Please, one of y'all, answer me. And and the thing, what's wild about him is like he's getting all this publicity. And this motherfucker, he's a moron. Like I I never really like knew about dude because like I don't, I'll be the first to admit like it's been years since I've like really followed football in that capacity. And, like, I've heard him now talk on a few different occasions just because, like, it'll be, like, in the internet feed or whatever. And I've never heard an intelligent thing come out yeah. of Travis Kelsey's mouth. He's an idiot. Yeah. And then, I don't know if you saw, like, after they won the Super Bowl, he's like, Viva Las Vegas! Viva Las Vegas! I'm yeah. like, okay. what is wrong with you? Yeah. Are you all right? Like, you're, how they say you're jabbed out of your mind? Yeah. <laughs> My man's just roided up. Yeah, like, and then what's crazy is like the dude, the dude, and it, it almost makes you seem like if it's if it's like a psyop, because the one that 
actually is like like intellectual and like is kind of based Mahomes yeah. and like he like they don't really show him talk that much yeah it's weird and and I've only learned that because they won and it's like he's like the first dude to be like oh like all power to god like if it, it's yeah. like this dude is like vastly different than who Travis Kelsey is yeah he's out the way like he really doesn't and he's a star player he's the MVP yeah that's some that's the what's wild about mm-hmm. it. that's the wildest aspect of it and so to me, it's like you're right. It does make it seem. And his like, girl, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not. But like, what's wild is that Mahomes' wife, she's like way more attractive than Taylor Swift. Yeah. So then you have that. It's like it. So like this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, it doesn't really like make a whole lot of sense. No, it doesn't. And uh, and it was funny because the person that stopped that whole uh, their whole spiel was. The woman. Candace Owens. Candace Owens. And she was like, yeah, I hate to burst anybody's bubble, but she's not getting married to him. Like, yeah. She's not. Like, this is who she is. And then she basically, like, did a whole rundown of, like, basically what a nefarious person Taylor Swift has shown herself to be. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, they all look kind of a, a little bit defeated. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, a you're fantasy. right. I guess. And, um... To me, that 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 was like a, a a good a good way to segue to them when they started talking about the the red pill shit, and boy, boy, and I found it, I found it interesting because we had just covered the red pillars talking about the Daily Wire people. Yeah. So I was like, oh damn, they're gonna answer them. Let, and and uh, for the record, let me point this out that. Hannah Pearl Davis, which is just pearly things, fresh and fit, Rolo Tomasi. Uh, um, those are the only ones that I know of. I've seen on Twitter on many occasions them extend and use the 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 the, the person from the Daily Wire's Twitter handle so like they could get the notification. We're down for a debate. They've extended that plenty of times, and it's so wild that the that the the red the the Daily Wire people they have the nerve and like now to get into the to get into the territory of basically like denigrating the red pillars, but you won't like take the debate. Isn't that the criticism you've always had of the left? Is yeah. that that they operate like that? And like now, how are you operating? Do you think that they're not willing to debate because they think they see flaws in their argument? I think deep down, I think deep down they know because these are analytical guys, even though in this particular aspect, they don't present themselves as that. They all are like smart guys. Like you, you can't point to anybody at that round table and say that they're dumb. They might be dumb in this subject, but overall they're not dumb people. Yeah. And when you're like that and like you have like that that conflict of like basically like this like my ideology right now is overpowering my logic, which that's present in all of them. And even in Candace Owens in that particular aspect, yeah. she's on board with what they're on. I was a little surprised that she didn't really know about 
I, I think that thing. was bullshit. I, yeah? I, yeah, she, Candace Owens knows. Like, Candace Owens has been on the whatever podcast. Candace Owens has interviewed Andrew Tate. There is no way that that woman doesn't know about the red pill and when the things that they're saying. And why do you think that she kind of said, oh, I, I, I think because it's, 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 uh, damage control. It's like, well, this is a losing argument. Yeah. And like, the more I engage in it or the more that I claim to be knowledgeable about it, it's, the the worse it's going to be for me because it is like if you if you look at things analytically you don't have the numbers just don't support what you're saying yeah like even when you want to go with the numbers because like i've heard some tradcon recently like throw out the number of they're like oh well we're actually seeing a decline in divorces well yeah a hundred percent you are but do you know why because just last year, we saw a record number of 40-year-olds that were never married. So what does that tell you? That means that you're seeing a decline in divorces because that's that many people that are not getting married. Yeah. So naturally, you're going to see a decline in, div in yeah. divorces. That would be like, oh, we're seeing a decline in deaths. But if... If half of the world is like wiped out already, and the, yeah. well, yeah, the the number of people that die a year is going to be way less when when yeah. there's less people in the world. It's the equivalent of when Joe Biden was like, "Oh, record number jobs." No, we got the jobs back that, that we lost. Goofy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, of course, everything's been shut down. So yes, your records are just like a return to normalcy, not real, actual new jobs exactly and so and that that would be the only statistic that i've come across that i've read about that i've heard about in in all of my consumption of of this sort of information that i i feel like like maybe a tradcon could like try to lean on but even that like very quickly falls flat on its face but everything else every other metric does not point does not point to like their argument being an accurate or like a, a sustainable argument and so i think deep down they know that and but what they chose to do because it's so huge and it's such a big part of their ideology and their movement and even really like to a degree the way that you like observe them or like consume their content it's it's such a big part of who they are that you have to like basically like now be in an echo chamber now it's like yeah. and and that's where like you lose my respect because now you're doing no different than like what the left does when they operate in echo chambers like all these people that were on like the mask shit the jab shit and it's like oh you're a conspiracy theorist and all of that and it's like this echo chamber and like if you say anything that that that's against the narrative we're going to take you off of social media we're going to deplatform you we're going to demonetize you all of that stuff all of that that the left was on when it comes to this particular topic you guys are doing the exact same thing like you don't have the power to deplatform de or demonetize but every other aspect as far as like discourse you're basically totally shutting it down and yeah. you're choosing to live in your in your bubble and um that's that's kind of uh, aside from like that not being manly that's also wild because like what you're just like very much putting on display is that the other side is like well we could debate like we're we're here like let's have a civilized debate let's do this let's do yeah. that yeah and what's wild is i've never heard the red pill community denigrate these guys first these guys like basically like threw the first punch yeah yeah and like the best way to settle it is just have a big ass debate. But they're not. 
they're not or or or, or yeah, I just I don't see it. I I don't I don't see it. they're not as of rise as we speak. They're not, but I just it's hard for me to like fathom that that'll happen because I think I think the red pillars got to get on some gangster shit. Like know if they're gonna have some type like if if the daily wire's gonna have some event or Ben's gonna be somewhere and then just like go and be like, hey, debate me. Yeah, and, let's and, go. And, and and the thing is, the only and if they do take a debate. The only person that they'll they'll probably take it with is like with maybe Hannah Pearl Davis, just pearly things. Yeah. Because of everybody on the red pill side, she would probably be like the weakest link. Yeah. Because but if I were she the- asks good questions <clears throat> and like and like she's in the realm, but you could tell that like she's definitely not as sharp as like a Rolo Tomasi or like, or like a lot of the other, like, yeah. red, or that, like not like Sandman. Like, well, Sandman wouldn't even partake in none of that shit, but like, yeah. he's like so above all of that shit. Yeah. Like he wouldn't even like partake. In but it. if, if I were them though, if they, if, if she had been invited, I would reach out to them and help them prepare me. Oh like, yeah. I'm her, like, all right, what do you like? Cause it will be a debate and there has to come some sort of, yeah, pre- but, preparation and but as far as like them going toe to toe with like a Rolo Tomasi or like a Myra, even now, and I've been like very critical through over the years of like Fresh and Fit, and like I think that they've done things that like I don't particularly rock with. But I, you and I were talking about it recently. I do feel like as of late, like Myron, like he has kind of been like playing on another level with how he talks and like the things he's on. Yeah, and I respect it. I, I do respect it a lot, and like. Where he's at right now, like just the the energy that I see from him, they're not gonna, they're they're not gonna, they're not gonna like deal with that. They're not gonna want to deal with that monster. Yeah, I I could see it, but I feel like there's a lot there's a lot of uh, criticism. Remember when they were saying about like, oh, was it Ben Shapiro that was talking about society societal constructs that were man made? Yeah. And, and then and then he said, was it him or was boring. it boring? It was Jeremy boring. boring. So, so so basically, he, Shapiro made the argument that <laughs> that like all of these like uh, man made institutions, we've seen them basically uh, being reformed. Yeah. So like from mainstream media, obviously they're very much okay with mainstream media being reformed because they benefit greatly from it. Like yeah. they would not exist if there was not a hunger for the reformation of mainstream media. All power to them. Like, I give them their full credit for that. Uh, there was, like, other other uh, 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 institutions that he mentioned. But then when they get to the institution of marriage, uh, they don't think that, like, that needs to be reformed. And then Jeremy Boring completely nonsensically or completely nonsensical says... Well, it's because marriage is not a man-made institution. <laughs> Dude, I was I remember I was at Target at the time. I almost dropped my phone. I was like, "What did he just say?" And I had to double back. I was like, "There's no way that this guy just said that marriage is not a man-made institution. Who made it? Like who who do you, like who, who made this institution? It is a man-made institution. In fact, it's such gods. a man-made institution that like that's why it's such an awful deal for men nowadays yes. is because yeah. men and courts and governments has been involved so what are you talking yeah. about what are you talking about right now so wild yeah. so crazy and 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 like you you've that to me talking about the red pillars being wrong made me feel like 
you guys just gave these guys so much ammo. All they have to do is watch this video and watch yeah. all the holes that you just left in yeah. your argument. Then he was like, "But that's the point that I'm making is that they talk in a way where like they're not worried about the holes in their argument because they know like, but this we're just not going to engage." But but like Jeremy Bourne was talking about, well, yeah, you know, they have some points like, you know, what no fault marriage, and that's why there has to be no fault no fault marriages. And then that to me is like kind of a wild ass concept that. If a woman doesn't want to be married to you, she has to just be married yeah, to you? Yeah, I don't rock with that at all. Yeah, like, like what the fuck is that? <laughs> so she has to be, like, enslaved Basically. to, like, not... Even though she doesn't love you, doesn't want to be with you, she has to be with you, like, no matter what. And, and that's, that's, again, this notion of, like, them always absolving women of accountability and responsibility. Because basically, like what what they're saying is what they're saying is that bitch doesn't know any better. Is that like it's men's job to like, and, and Milo Milo has made this argument, um, and I see where he's coming from with it. It's like, oh well, men need to be like the ones that like set the parameters, set the parameters on like society and in life, and so. Without those parameters in place, basically divorce and, and separation is incentivized by by culture and, and everything like that. It's done and but over with. I, huh? That's done and over with now. It's done and over with. But even if like those were to be like re-implemented, the problem with it is that for one, the way I look at the world and, and there's other like the, the more advanced red pillars look at the world like that because i know sandman is like it because like sandman is like the first one to say like no i don't think women we should take women's rights to vote i don't think we should do no fault divorce because what we're seeing is nature on display like what we're yeah. seeing is like i don't want you to be my friend because like out of our dealings with each other you feel like oh you have to be like ah man i gotta be this guy's friend no we're friends because, like, we have the freedom to not be friends, but we're friends because we choose to be friends. Yeah. Like, same thing in, like, a man dealing with a woman. Don't you want the woman to be there because she wants to be there? Not because, oh, well, yeah. she's stuck, so now she can't go. To me, there's something, like, more divine about operating like that yeah. than this notion of, like, no, well, you're here because, like, you can't leave because yeah. the courts say you can't leave or whatever. That's why I don't want to take women's rights to vote away. I don't want to, like, no-fault divorce. I want things to play out the way they're going to play out. If you motherfuckers destroy the world, well, let it be. Let it be. But it, but, but I'm not going to stand in the way because, to me, my whole thing is, like, I don't absolve you of accountability and responsibility. In that final moment when the nukes are coming and all of that, I'm gonna look at you bitches and I'm gonna be like, well, like you all did this. Like, yeah. just know that. Yeah. Like, and I it wasn't my job to stop you or get in the way. Yeah. You all did this. You all wanted this, like to kill the babies and like all the <laughs> shit that you do. You all wanted it. And that's fine. It, yeah. it is it is what it is. I'm not God. I'm not God. I'm not gonna stand in yeah. in somebody's uh, uh way of free will and everything like that. It's not our job to. It's not our job to. And like, and, but see, but that's because I don't have an illusion or I'm not delusional about my image of what women are. Like, I don't, I don't operate with that. These guys do. So they have to operate with like, oh, well, it's because men are not doing 
what they're supposed to be doing because if the men were doing what they were supposed to be doing, the women wouldn't want to feel this. You know, where are the Travis Kelsey's that are opening the door and all of that? Yeah. Like, and that's where when you and I had the phone conversation when we were talking about how we were going to cover this topic, you and I are having the phone conversation and I was like, you could tell from their discussion that none of those guys or or very few of them have any friends that are like just blue collar real world guys no because yeah. what you'll notice and what you'll realize is blue collar real world guys do do all of these things that you're talking about like what men are supposed to be yeah in fact i would even go venture as far as to say that they are more accurate representations of men than even them or at the daily wire panel in many cases and they've been ran through the ringer. Yeah. They've yeah. been done dirty as fuck in child, not just divorce, because divorce is one thing. And like, there's like people that, that like can put their head above water after divorce. But then when you go into the notion of, of like the child family court and like all of that, that's such an ugly <clears throat> emotional element. Nah, 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 nah. You always like, you're out of your depth. You, you haven't talked to like a real world person, a blue collar a ground floor person in many years. And, and like you just don't have any like true grasp on like what what their problems are and the things that they've been through. Yeah. You don't. You don't. Whereas me and you, we've worked with these men. We've been side by side in these men on, on job sites or, or at, on, uh, at jobs or in dangerous elements. And that bond is different. I've seen and these men doing doubles day in and day out to make ends meet because of like they don't have the money. Exactly. And so that that does something to you mentally, physically. Of course, it's it's not. Of a course, beautiful like, do you think these guys want to be doing this? Maybe this dude wants to read a book. Maybe he wants to like sit by the beach, kick his feet up, and like listen to music. And he can't because he has to do a double because he was in a in a divorce and all of that. And like yeah. you over here talking about some. Oh, don't worry about how many kids you have. Don't worry about how much money you have. Don't worry about anything. Like just go. Yeah. Like nah 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 nah. Bro, nah, I've nah. seen men lose. Like wait, like nothing. Men have before. killed themselves yeah. over this shit. Like yeah. that, nah. So it's not easy, like to just like say those things, and that's what's crazy. Like where where guys like us come in, and, and, and it's badass because we we've we in our conversation about this, we sort of like explored this this rabbit hole, where when you care about like the everyday person. Sometimes like you might come off as crass or whatever, abrasive in some cases, but like your messaging and your ideology always shines through. And that was interesting what we talked about in our, in our phone conversation, how it was very, very telling and it made so many things make sense, a little bit off topic, but still very interesting and relevant. When, when Candace Owens was talking about Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin and Jeremy Boring inter interjected to say that he liked the interview, but for whatever the hell reason, he felt compelled to make a point that he was no, to say, I'm no fan of Tucker. Yeah. I was like, damn, okay, like. What do you think he meant by that? A lot of things are making sense. I think he, he wanted the world to know, like, like, yeah, like, I'm no fan of this guy. Like, do you think it's the ideology? Because no, like, yeah, well, that's what we were talking about on the phone. Yeah. I, I think that like they are more so representative 
of of well you pointed this out you pointed this out and then like we kind of explored the idea together you were like because oh reason why you we pointed this out is because the reason why you pointed that out is because i said it was wild because in the same week and Coulter was on Bill Maher, and she also said yeah. that she's no fan of Tucker. And I'm like, is the, are these motherfuckers getting the same script, or like, yeah. like why are they all like saying this? They're, they're like, like the conservative people, right? Type, yeah. And then you said, well, it's because they're the elites, and it, yeah. and you're very accurate in that they are representative. Oh of- yeah, 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 yeah. Because remember, I was talking about um, I, this bad. Oh, I don't know if I ever sent it to you. I found it. The video essay that was comparing 1984. And Brave New World. No, you mentioned it, but yeah. you didn't send it. Well, what I found very interesting is that George Orwell, I didn't know this, uh, was like hardcore lefty. Like, I think a communist lefty. Um, and, uh, you know, reading 1984, I'm like, how the fuck could it be? Because it's like kind of a collectivist type of like uh, society that you see in that. And, and like... Then it, it started making sense when when he started comparing the the person who did the video essay. Uh, he compared 1984 as being like kind of like the more straightforward way to a fucking uh, to the society that is there. Whereas Brave New World, it's like it, it was more like psyop shit, like making you think, like making you feel, like you want you want you want to. You want to focus more on like the carnal pleasures of life and like the shit that doesn't. Yeah, hedonism. And it's like when you look at this shit, look at what 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 it makes sense that Ben Shapiro's like, man, fantasizing about uh, fucking Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift being together because he looks at it like a psyop, but for the right. And so when you start looking at the life as as they look at it, it's like it is kind of in a way the right wing version of of collectivism, mm-hmm. like and then and then you fast or or you go back, you flash back to where Tucker and Ben kind of like had that riff, not 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 like the the riff that they've had, but like when when they when when Ben Shapiro had him on the Sunday special, there was this like energy. Yeah, it it was uh, an. I like it, like an ideological opposition. Yes, and yeah. like a lot of the Ben Shapiro points were very like, I don't want to say ruthless, but very like. It was oh, it's capitalism, it's capitalism. Like yeah, you know the market, the market, the market. Whereas Tucker was like, yeah, I understand the market, it's good, but like we always have to remember like there's the human element of it. Like yeah. what what happens when AI takes jobs? Is it just the market takes the jobs, or is it do we have to kind of think about like the people that hold these jobs? Yeah, and so. Tucker's approach was kind of way more humanistic. A hundred percent. And it's crazy because the conclusion that you, me, and Big Vince came to when we were in Detroit and we were having that epic ass conversation. Because, I mean, I imagine a lot of people know like the way that Detroit is, even if you haven't been to Detroit, even if you've never visited, like you've heard the stories and like how it's basically a city that is, is a shell of what it once was. Because industry left, went overseas, and everything like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, you know just abandoned houses, abandoned buildings, a uh, lot of locations that like are kind of completely remote yeah. in the middle of a big city. All of that stuff, 
and you me and and, and Vince we were we were uh discussing as we were trekking through that that dilapidated city we're discussing how you could see the 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 evidence of this once being a very robust place is present you yeah. know it's not like it's not quite like remember in 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 um in true detective when russ and marty they're they're walking and 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 russ says something along the lines of like he's like this town looks like uh, it's like a memory of what once was, and like the memory is fading. Yes, it it wasn't like that. This was more like this is like not a memory, but like a skeleton. Like yeah. this was a person. This was a thing, and like it's dead now. But like you could see that like what it once was, some of its like features and attributes and stuff like that. And so naturally we went we started delving into the into the conversation of while like there's like all these great things that capitalism presents and it you can't really argue that there hasn't been you can't really argue that that isn't the best that we've come up with in terms like of an of an economic system the sad part is that there is a problem with unfettered capitalism. Yeah, be, and, the, and, and when you get into the realm of like, okay, well, so part like of the you, GameStop stuff, huh? It's the whole idea of like the GameStop. Yeah, the the like, no, nah, you motherfuckers keep doing all Which this. Have you seen Dumb Money? By the no, way, no, not yet. I gotta watch it. But uh, but yeah, but but you're right about that. And then also, it's like this idea of like, well, why should a company benefit from incentives? of like being of, of for being an american company when like you don't benefit american workers like no. at what point how come like we didn't ask that and i'm i'm not saying like i'm any better but i'm just saying like the the, the powers that be is that how was that never a question that was asked like well should this be because like look at what's happening and Tucker yeah. like will ask that question. Yes, and where Ben won't, Ben will be like, "Well, that's just like the natural selection of things." It's kind of it kind of reminds me of like a smarter version of like when you tell to talk to like the blue collar per- guy, right? And and you start talking politics. It's like, oh, I don't know much about that. Like the game, the game. Like on one end, it's like, well, you're being ignorant. Like the fucking game. What game, motherfucker? Like I'm talking about the game the of bears. life. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. What game are you talking? Like, you don't care about the politics of of the shit. Like, you don't we're, care about what's we're, going we're on around you. Talking about the the greatest game ever played right now. <laughs> yeah. And so the fact that you don't know that it's almost like on, on the other end, it's like you're better than that to not understand that. Like, you know, there. Although capitalism is is an amazing uh, thing, it's not without fault. Yeah, if unfettered. Yeah, yeah if unfettered. But yeah, I so, think I think everything that goes unbridled is is not without fault. Yeah, and, and so to me, it's like when Ben says those things, it's like, well, yeah, I think a little deeper than that, especially for a person that says facts don't care about your feelings. Like, you got to think about like the human element. This is a fact that people have these jobs. This is a fact that there's markets that that would be completely wiped by AI. So I'm not saying stop AI either. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is like, w- would it be 
would it be wise to just ignore it and just be like, oh, the market, the market, the market, oh, the market, the market, the market? Because then right there, that's a bubble yeah. that you don't even understand that could be popped. And then what then? Yeah. And so, so to me, that's where Tucker kind of, he represented more of like the, the human element to me that, that yeah. that's missing with the right when it comes to like the elite right. Because there's the elite left and there's the elite right. But but they all like have their sentiment is an elitist one of, well, like me and my people. Yeah. And not like really, not really the people. It's me and my people. Yep. And, and it's like, it's kind of like, it, it. if you think about it in a way, it, it is collectivist. Yeah. Because you're thinking about a certain group of people. You're not yeah. thinking about the whole. Right. And, you know, I understand that the individual is important. You know, like, a person has written a lot about stuff like that. Carl Jung, like, you know, I forget what book. Uh, it's about it's about individualism and collectivism. And there's a lot of power in individualism. But, like, the community aspect should not be forced on people, right? We should not be forced to... to give what we don't want to give, but it should be, it should come from you and, and you should actually think about these things. And so for a person that, that thinks about like, uh, the, the greatness of capitalism, how it improves society. It's like, it sounds like you're not being super honest or, or, or about your approach. Yeah. If, if you're just so easily like dismiss people. And so like we've, we've sat here, we've, 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 We've given credit where credit's due. We've talked about like the Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, the 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 movement and like what they were about. Not really for it, but like kind of. If you look at who they were against, isn't that who the who the America First group is against? Them? In, a, in in a sense, and then also not just what I find fascinating is not so much who they were against. But why they were against, because yeah. it was this thing where basically what we learned in 2008 is like all the people that are supposed to be playing by the rules don't have to play by the rules. And yeah. guess what? Nothing's going to happen to them. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's all good. Like, it's all right. Like, they could just do it. And like, we're and what do we tell them is like, no, well, yeah, you're you're too big to fail. Like, yeah. you just and that's not that's never what that's never what. um that's never a good message to send to anybody. And so the Occupy Wall Street movement was 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 born out of this sentiment of, well, damn, like, what about like just the everyday people? Yeah. Like, why is why is it okay? You know, and that's where that's where like I had such huge criticisms of of that whole bailout and everything. Cause it's like I'm a capitalist, but like I'm not this. I'm not a pseudo capitalist. Like I'm not like how come it's like, capitalism is all good until we get to like certain people and then like no like well the rules got to change. Yeah, you know it's like capitalism is good like with like GameStop and like AMC and uh, or no rather when these hedge funds are shorting those stocks, but when the people get together and play the same game you play. Oh well, no, like th th that—that's like you can't do it, like, and and we're gonna like have congressional hearings and everything, but when, but when like there's a a, a cold going around, 
the government could just say, oh, hey, small business, like you're shut down. Yeah. Then like there's no congressional hearing for that. There's nobody cares about that. And Tucker represents those people yep. like, yo, like what the fuck? Like and, and even though he's not necessarily one of them, but that's the thing that like you get from a guy like him, a guy from Kanye, Trump, Elon, Andrew Tate is like, yeah, like. I don't have to be one of the people that I'm serving. I know they exist. Yep. I know they exist. And I maybe Trump, I don't know if he was once one of them. And I either neither like like Tucker really, but like Tate was once one of them. Kanye yeah. was once one of them. Yeah. One of those people. So it's like that's kind of interesting, this idea of like, yeah, like I'm not you, but like I have such a connection with you and like what you are and what you represent that I'm going to fight for you. Yeah. I found the, the reason I kept looking down while you were making your points is because I was trying to find the little quote that compared both books because I thought that I was like real insightful and I found it fucking finally. So I wanted to read it so you could, so people could kind of get an understanding. So Orwell wrote... 1984, Hughesley wrote Brave New World. And then this guy was like kind of comparing both. This is what he said. He said, what Orwell feared were those who would ban books. What Hughesley feared was that there would be no reason to, no reason to ban a book, for there would be no one who wanted to read one. Orwell feared that the truth would be concealed from us. Hughesley feared the truth would be drowned in a sea of irrelevance. Mm. Orwell feared he would become a uh, we would become a captive culture. Hughesley feared... We would become a trivial culture. In 1984, people are controlled by inflicting pain. In Brave New World, they are controlled by inflicting pleasure. In short, Orwell feared that what we fear will ruin us. Hughesley feared that what we desire will ruin us. I think we're at the moment here. And I think that to get... To, so Brave New World is more like where we're at now. It's like the OnlyFans, the this, the, the, the hedonistic... Uh, wants and 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 oh pleasure first and video games and oh fucking the new Apple device, it's all these things. Social just, media, yeah, yeah, all of that. Fucking materialism, just boom, 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 boom. Consumerism, boom, 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 boom. And like to get to 1984, it's like you get to, you have to go through Brave New World because then once that's once, the means of control, exactly. And then yeah. once you're controlled, it's like boom, the hammer hits. Yeah, and so. What we don't, what, and, and so then once I started seeing the point he was making, I was like, well, okay, now I could see why a lefty would think that because it wouldn't really matter if it's a lefty or a righty. In, in politics, it would just matter the collectivist, whether it be on the left or on the right, whatever it may be, they'll use that and then gain control. Yeah. And that's where we're seeing, like, this is where, like, why the Daily Wire would never debate the red pillars because it's like well we have a point that is flawed and we don't we know this but this we're more worried about the optics yeah to change people's minds rather than the truth than the truth yeah and so that and that's what's so badass about like everything you just said to me it reminded me very much of the kendrick lamar song n95 because that's what it was like what what you got from that was like like the, these lockdowns came the 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 virus and all of that stuff they came and then like because of Netflix and like and and Uber Eats and and, and everybody just staying home 
it was like so easy for people to accept what like they should have never accepted. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, their social media feeds and all of that. Like it filled them. And that was what was what's badass about that song is like. And the video. Huh? And the video, what it was showing. Yeah. And, and it, it goes to the whole what you said that the, the, that the person that analyzed both books said about about Brave New World. This idea of like a trivial culture. Is like that culture like almost overnight became trivial. It was like, oh, it's whatever. And that's what was great about that song is that Lamar is challenging that and saying like, well, like, what are you without all these things? Like, you're going to realize that you're nothing. Yeah. As he's rapping, he's doing burpees. Yeah. Jumping jacks. It's like, well, no, it's about like, this is, uh, this is the body. Yeah. And this is like, okay, this is the soul. And this is like... You're mental. This is the things that they're taking away from you. Yeah. Because you don't you don't seem to care anymore. Yeah. It's trivial. Everything is trivial. Yeah. And so like I thought that that was kind of a crazy song to come out at that time and like the fact that people really like didn't try to be like, oh it's trash. It's Yeah. Well, I also th- I think it went over a lot of people's heads. Yeah. Like, I don't think like like I've never like I watch like hip hop analysis videos, and I haven't heard an analysis like that. Like, yeah, you know. Um, so so there there's that aspect um, because there's something to be said about subtlety, and like that's sort of what's so interesting about about like the the albums that that we were talking about pre production, and that we also like mentioned in last week's episode, the Killer Mike album, Michael and and the Kanye and uh, Ty Dollar Sign vultures one album is that they're operating with like little to no subtlety it's very overt yes and so that is like the the realm of like rap that like we came up on was that is there wasn't a lot of subtlety and if there was subtlety or like subliminals it was like about different subject matter like maybe like a diss or like like a song where it was like the song was like a metaphor for something. Yeah. But the overall bravado of how these guys went about it, it was like really like not subtle at all. Yeah. It was like this is like very much on display what I am. Whereas Kendrick Lamar with that album, I like the album. I enjoy it. But there wasn't anything particularly like overt about it. No. It was like, well, this is how I feel. And credit to him, like you don't—he didn't feel like like he had a chip on his shoulder where like he had to be that. But 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 we're we're talking about something different, and that's why I think that when that record came out, the N95 record, I don't I don't think that people were even like peeped it like that. Do you feel like in a way he felt like he had a kind of de- a defeatist attitude? I don't think that. I think that like he—that's who he is. Okay. Like, yeah, like he strikes. He doesn't strike me as that guy. He strikes me more as the guy like, yeah, I'm gonna say what I have to say, and like, even if nobody else gets it, like I'm pretty like okay with like yeah. I know why I did what I did, and I think he's very sure of himself in that way. Yeah. Whereas, and there's nothing wrong with that. I just think I just think that there's other people that like operate different. It, it's it's sort of like. Uh, what Milo said on that on that Tim Pool uh, interview, where he like throughout the course of the interview, he keeps criticizing how like they basically have to censor so much of what they say, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I can't like work under these conditions. Yeah, and he goes on to say like, I don't mean to like make you guys feel like I'm 
I'm criticizing or like lambasting you for how you operate because you're you're able to reach more people. Yes. It's just that I can't. I don't have that in me. But but don't you like in 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 that regard and even in Kendra's regard, don't you think that you risk being lost in a trivialist culture? No, because if you know who you are, like like not everybody is going to like like not everybody is going to be like a Trump and like try to change millions of lives. Some people and 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 there's something to be said about those people. There's some people that are like kind of like sigmas in the way in the in the realm of like I know what I am and like I may not like the way that the world is going, but like I'm going to say what I have to say, but that's the extent of it. Yeah. Whereas there's other guys that are going to be like, well, have the bullhorn like, hey, no, nah, like motherfuckers, you got to like wake up and this and that. And, yeah. and I think there's a place in the world for both because you can't like deny like when a guy like Kendrick makes a song like N95, you can't deny the greatness of it. It's just that like th- that was his that was his approach versus you get like like. Like Killer Mike or Kanye, where like they're like very unapologetic, unapologetically saying what they feel needs to be said about culture and about the world we live in. Yeah, and they're both right. They're both right. It's just that one is like gonna like say it louder and 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 prouder, and as a result of that, they're gonna have like more targets on their back versus True. like a guy like that where he's like, "Well, I said what I said, and like maybe I flew under the radar, maybe I didn't, but like." I wasn't like really doing it for that reason. I would he. I feel like Kendrick will say things for the sake of like I needed to say this for myself. Yeah, it wasn't so like I needed to say. It's this. almost like an introvert, an introverted way of saying things. It's like it's kind of like it, it almost reminds me of like art, like like yeah. art pieces when you go to art museum. You know, it's it's a painting. Yeah, you interpret it the way that you interpret it. Yeah, I'm not here to tell you what you see what you see is what you get it's like like you're right about that it's like when the artist puts out the painting it's not always published with like a paragraph on the side that is like (laughs) well my thought process when i was doing this was this it's just like no this is it and however you see it i'm okay with that like i don't care versus other people will be like well no like i want you exactly to know what my thought process is why i'm on what i am and yeah. and, and and neither are wrong no no i get it i get it and, and and at the end of the day it's it's uh what i found in us doing music is sometimes it's not really it's the way you want to do music sometimes you do music because you don't hear what you want to hear yeah you're like man i want to make this cuz i haven't heard this yeah and so that could get one view and you're fine with that because you you got it out of you yeah and then some people is like well once you have the the mic and once you have the stage and once you have the attention you use it and 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 it's going to come out way more in your face and that's badass too what did you think uh, in the daily wire roundtable discussion what did you think of when michael knows called red pillars gay well, I think it's funny because <laughs> they were sitting like little girls talking about how fantasizing about how what is it? Uh, Travis Kelsey and and uh, Taylor Swift 
if they got married, what the implications would be, how good it would be for society because it would make all the Swifties want to get married and ha- live happily ever after and have children and Trad Connery all over the world prevails. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it, it's funny. It's funny that they sounded like, like these like Disney type ending fanatics and then calling red pillars gay like bro what are you talking about just because you have children i know a lot of uh i've seen a lot of men that that have that have children that that, that still act gay yeah and they might be gay and what's wild is like if anything the red pill like tries to teach men how to navigate the world of women so it's like one of like its main purposes is for mothers that aren't gay. So like the this idea that like you came to this conclusion, that's really when I was like, they're on like some like leftist stuff. Like like you know how like when when like a lefty will take an argument and like like just contort it to the point where like yeah. it's unrecognizable. It's it's sick, really. It's sick. Where like the other person, like the the, the opposing side is like that's not my argument at all. Like you're just you're you're like just flying off the handle. You know, I've had that argument uh or that type of uh those vibes when when I argue about abortion because a lot of people always treat me like I'm um I'm pro well, I I would say I'm pro life, but I'm not anti-abortion though. So, yeah. but people look at me and they'll be like, "No, but see, but see, that's the thing. See, oh, so so where are all the what happens to all the people that abort or or or, or like uh, w- what's the thing that they tell me? They're like, um, see, what happens to all the people that don't abort? Then then they can't they can't live their life because they're they're broke. I'm like, first of all, I never said I was anti-abortion. I never said that. I seen some wild shit. Probably some people should abort. Like. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't believe I don't believe in that. I don't think that that's the, the best choice. I think that you should conduct yourself responsibly and you should avoid the situations. But I've also seen the ugly side yeah. of shit. So I kind of really don't have a, a dog in the fight when it comes to that's, that. That What you just used, said is the phrase I always use when it comes to it is like, I don't have a dog in the fight because like I've conducted myself responsibly. Yeah. But like you... If I was in a situation where I was like presented with a decision, I would want to operate responsibly, continue to operate res- responsibly. Yeah. And not only that, but like the fact that like, as you've always said about this shit, bitches want to kill their kids. Who am I to get in the way? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Who am I to get in the way? If that's, we have to remember, this has been part of the culture since when? The 60s? Yeah. So like. I mean, oh, so I, oh, so please, so so I have a say in it, like in in the sense that like my opinion matters in this. Obviously, Ohio doesn't think that it's a red state. Yeah, but when it comes to abortion, they 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 vote for it. So all these red states in general. So so what does that say? That like your reality is not the truth. Right. Your opinion is not the truth. Whatever your beliefs are is not what women believe. And so I, I feel like they haven't contended with that because they say, oh, they're victims, as, as, we, as, 
as we've talked about, like, oh, but they're victims. They've been victimized. They've and been man, when they hear the, they've been brainwashed, and when they hear the heartbeat, it's a, somebody just don't give a fuck. Yeah, some of them don't care, and so it is what it is. I mean, what what do you want me to do about it? But it's funny because when I argue about it in the sense of being responsible, practicing safe sex, um, if you're gonna have a child, probably know the the chick to to have good qualities of what would be a good mother like these are all responsible takes on having children and what i get hit with is i can't believe you don't believe in abortion i never said that <laughs> i never said that and it, or, or like you get hit with like these like contorted like oh well not everybody is perfect. I'm not asking people to be perfect. Yeah, like, I mean, I've heard that a lot too. Yeah, it's like, oh, not everybody's perfect. It's like okay, but like where, like. But what does that have to do with what I'm saying, though? <laughs> exactly. What in what way is acting responsible? Being perfect. Being perfect. Have you heard of the pullout method? Have you heard of condoms? It doesn't take of, perfection. Have you heard of like I don't know maybe vetting the guy before you let him let him yeah yeah him. yeah like I at least that at least if you're gonna be out have here you like you're gonna, you're gonna get raw dogged like let's say like you're just a chicken like you're just out here right yeah. Well, then, I don't know, maybe, like, make the ones that don't have good, like, qualities to be a dad, make them wear a condom. And maybe, like, if you are going to get raw dog, like, save it for a guy that is like, well, if I have a kid, like, he's not going to, like, desert me. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, I don't know fucking know. Like, I'm so, no, it's asking you to be perfect. That's what I'm saying is. But but this idea. But again, that's when somebody will take the argument and contort it. Yeah. What, what do they call that? Like straw man. That's yeah, a yeah, straw man. A straw man, yeah. uh, straw man uh, argument. Yeah. And it's like, bro, like, please. So so now you're going to say red pillars are gay, bro? Like, really? These motherfuckers are fucking more bitches than you fucked your whole life. Please. Yeah. Please stop. What are you talking about? Like, they know more of woman's nature than you. Yeah. Than you. And that's and that's that's where, like, well, apart from many other uh, uh, areas, one of the areas big where the their argument falls flat on its face because it's like once you start to present it's like because naturally what's going to happen with that are that argument that debate is like so you present the numbers right and then it let it be a statistic based argument so naturally the where the the trad cons will start to pivot they'll start to pivot to like anecdotal stuff yeah and maybe to a certain degree, like like some empirical stuff because of their world, the bubble yeah. that they're in. But now what will start to happen, though, what, what will start to happen is that is that even that will fall on its place because when the red pillars start to go into the anecdotal and empirical and having so much more experience with women, yeah. it's like... Well, now even like your anecdotal route that you thought you would win with because it's like, well, me and my wife and like our our marriage and all of that. Well, it's like, yeah, well, I've been with like, you know, like if a red pillar is like, well, I've been with like 40 women and I've seen this, this and this. Yeah. Then it's like, well, now that cancels out your anecdotal argument. Yeah. Yeah. And let's make no mistake about it. Like back then it was probably more like in the stone age and in the beginning of time men were probably reckless with it 
Like, so, so what are we talking about here? What are we talking about our true nature? Yeah. What are we talking about here? So, so, oh, it's not manly to, to do this. Oh, it's hedonistic. Well, hold on. I'm also not saying, um, go out clubbing, do drugs, fuck all types of women. No. And weird hours of the night. I'm not saying that either. Basically, all the red pill is saying in regards of this particular argument is be careful know what you're getting into and make an informed decision. They're yeah. really not saying it's it's the, the other side that is like operating with so much emotion about it. Yeah. The oh fuck, I forgot his name. Uh we always talk we always uh, uh we've seen this content before uh is it Greg Adams? Coach Greg Adams? Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? How do you contend with a man like that? Like that's like, "Oh, well, monk mode." Okay, well, where's your hedonistic approach? Or argument. Where does that go with a guy yeah. like that? And so, to me, it's like, you also put everybody in a bubble. You put everybody in a bubble because you've really not done your research on yeah. this stuff. There's different levels of red pillars. There's different levels of, of, of MGTOW. There's a different level of all of that. And so, you first have to understand why. Why these topics have been um, brought up and where the whole red pill community stems from. And then from there, what you're going to, going to see is a stark difference from your life and your bubble. Yeah. And then from there, you're like, oh, okay, I could see. I could see where you would be coming from here. I could see where you'd be coming from from there. If you operate genuinely. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, I don't, I don't think in that particular regard they would because now... Too much of your, you 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 playing the influence you, game. You you sh- you put on display how precarious like this realm of like your belief system is, and like too much of your identity is tied up in it. And and when when that happens, well, it's all bad, you know. And and I think that's the thing is like they're so. They're so like tied up in that and so much of like what they are is tied up in that. And it's like so they can't afford to show that it there there could be like instability or 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 you know it, it to be like in a precarious place. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Uh, moving on to the next segment. So Shane Gillis, I know you like him. I like him. Uh, I think that he is one of the better up-and-coming comedians nowadays. I like how he doesn't... He definitely, like, kind of goes his own route. Uh, he comes off as very down-to-earth. He's He he comes off as, like, a like a guy's guy. Like, people kind of... It's funny because you hear people call him, like, the Taylor Swift for guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. And, uh, and stuff. And so, like I said, I, I like him. I find him funny. And... What's in, even more interesting about him is that he's sort of like he's one of the few up and coming comedians. Because like when you're more established, it's a little bit different. But like to be an up and coming comedian and like to come off as like so unapologetic, that's yeah. sort of refreshing. You don't get that a lot. And what we really saw was that on full display when he hosted Saturday Night Live. And he did his monologue, which was about eight minutes long. 
And it was so crazy, like the world of the internet, because first <laughs> off, I wouldn't have seen it if, if not for it being on Twitter. And moreover than that, how people pointed out the way that the, 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 the crowd reacted to certain jokes. And you could tell that they were like basically like just probably laughing because like the applause sign was on in yeah. certain moments. You could definitely see how cringeworthy what he was saying was to the band in the back. <laughs> you could see like their faces. Yeah. But then if you looked at what people were saying online, it was such a stark difference. And that is like is so indicative of so many uh, uh, aspects of our culture where like what the critics will say doesn't match what the audience thinks. What the mainstream media will say doesn't match how people really feel. And in this case, in the regard of comedy, it's like how the, the audience was reacting and responding over there, how the how the band was responding didn't match how people seemed to feel about it. And it was funny because people were praising the notion that he used the gay the the word gay and retarded in, yeah. in his monologue. And I guess like I guess it's different for us because like the way we are and the people that we're around, like we're like around very like no holds barred people. So yeah. it's not that like wild for us, but it does turn out that like a lot of people are in very sanitized environments where like they seem like they haven't heard these words in years. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is. It is funny. It's like, it's like a time warp almost like our shit is time capsuled to a certain era where where we were able to just freely say things innocently like you say words but like they don't mean that like there's no malicious intent yeah there's no malicious intent like it's just that's part of the that's how people talk that's how it is and it is what it is and so when he was saying his jokes that's how he was saying them and that's how it came off yeah and that's how it came off it never came off like like oh i i hate the gays I want them all to burn. Like, this is why I said the word. You know? No. Retards. Who the fuck likes them anyway? Like, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, he wasn't... He was just using them as, like, uh, like how people use them. Yeah. As a figurative uh, form of speech. Like, not like... Like, attacking people that, that, that have uh, mental disabilities. Not like that. Or not attacking gay people. And so it's funny because, like you said, it's the juxtaposition of like the SNL crowd and the broader world of America, the blue collar world of America, yeah. the everyday working people. Like, we don't, like, at work, we're so fucking like. He's definitely like a representer, representative of that culture. Yeah. At work, we make fun of each other, like, of our race. Of each other's race, of each other's like cultural differences, and it's funny. Like it's funny as fuck. Um, we'll talk about a fucking white person jogging in our neighborhood. Is oh yeah, our, our fucking uh, equity just went up. Like right. it's funny. It's a funny thing. Like what do we? Uh, so so is someone gonna get offended? Oh, what, what are you saying? White people are better than us? Right. Like that's exactly. No. It's so crazy because that's exactly where some people will go. Yeah. Well, you know, this. The trauma response to like shut the fuck up. That's not no trauma. It was a joke. Please laugh. Don't laugh. Let's move along now. I'm right. not thinking that. Like I feel like now, <clears throat> people want to find all these like 
like I don't even know what the like layers of uh, they like, want to intellectualize yeah, intellectualize shit that it's not there's it's nothing not to intellectualize yeah. like but that's like they the think mark it's like some subconscious not intellectual is like when you try to intellectualize something that is like you just feel it at a visceral level it's yeah. all right dude like you just felt that like it's cool like that's it's fine you don't have to you know no they're gonna fucking treat it like it's the Mona Lisa is she smiling she's not I don't know. Let's yeah. intellectualize this a little yeah. bit more. Nah, bro. Like, just... It is what it is. Relax. Breathe. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. The best comedy makes you feel a little... A little Damn, he said that? Yeah. Hell no. Like, and, and so, that's what's refreshing. And you nailed it when you said that, like, he's an up-and-coming up comedian. And it's refreshing yeah. to see that. Because we have not seen that. We've seen that with the people that have already been in their careers have have done a lot of big things have already had the stage set so yes dave Chappelle could come in come back and it's a it's a thing chris rock could come in and say certain things and it's fine but you guys you guys been in the game you know yeah. you guys are pros at it so it's like you already have your platform but when a guy is building himself up it's different and it's interesting because like like we've talked about many a show comedy movies have been Few and far in between that it's been good. If if even few and far in between, probably less than that. Where like comedy movies, comedy in general, late night, it's all just been trash. And so when you see this, it's like it, it makes you hopeful because you're like, wait, wait a minute. Is, there's a yearning for this. Yeah. There's a yearning for this, and like, does this translate to? That's what's so striking yes, about it. Because remember this, and the curse. So. Now we're seeing, okay, uh, up-and-coming comedian, no holds bar. We're seeing The Curse, which the certain critiques it had in the show. Yeah. This is, like, refreshing shit. We're starting to see, like, almost like a renaissance of, like, the new comedy. Yeah. And and it's and it's promising and it's badass and it's, like, it, it makes you feel good. Like, like even what we, before the show, we were talking about poor things. That, in a way, was a comedy. And talking about, like... It had feminine undertones. It wasn't preachy. Right. But it was like, damn, this is refreshing. This is new. I've never seen this. Right. So we're starting to see little... Uh, but obviously that would be more in the like the uh, drama, more cinema aspect yeah, of comedy. But it, it, still, it, it still goes with the, the element of people are... are like... Artists are, are like being artists again. Yes. They're not like oh like uh sub uh um capitulating to like what the culture says they need to like how they need to operate and go the route that follow the template of like whatever the culture is like they're breaking out of it. Yeah. And that's good because when that's not present what you have is like years of like damn like this like haven't been any good movies or there hasn't been any good music or and now look at what we just said we we've talked about like movies and like it's like oh, okay things are getting better we've talked about music it's like okay things like seem all right like it's like okay comedy it's like things it's like it's like it's like the great culture comeback you know yeah yeah and so where does it go from here? What else great is going to come out? And that's what's what's interesting. And that's what kind of like 
the Shane Gillis thing is, is like, first of all, the fact that you guys even had him on SNL. Yeah. Knowing his material, it's like, damn, okay. Where are we going with this? Yeah, yeah. So I, I find that interesting. I find it interesting how people responded to it. And like you said, it is going to be interesting to see how things continue. Final segment of the day, not a real long one. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this. It, uh, the South Carolina primaries transpired exactly how we how we predicted. Um, why Nikki Haley is in? I don't know if you remember when we talked about. I was like, what I'm eager to see is like, what the hell is her message? when she loses like what speech do you give and again total like cognitive dissonance this notion that like she spoke as if she won again yeah and then but now the people were saying that like they had like she presented some undertones that like she might run as an independent but what's wild is like when you see the people that are voting for her and like there's a huge portion of them that are Democrat, it's wild because if she were to do that, she probably hurt Biden more than she hurt Trump. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and like if you actually look at the map, she won Democratic strongholds. Yeah. In that state, so it's like, okay, whoop dee, everything else is red. So we know who voted for you. Yeah. It wasn't the Republicans. Crazy, Nikki. crazy, and so. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this, this idea that like, I guess now if she does decide to run as an independent, like what she's doing is making more sense. But apart from that, I have no idea like what her strategy is. But can she run as an, as an independent if she's running for the Republican nomination? I don't know how that works. Because like, at what point do you like back out? I don't know. that that That's actually interesting because if she is running as an independent, then... How do you strategize? There is no. She's not gonna win. There's no strategy like that. Like the, the, I try to really rationalize yeah, that, the, right? Yeah, there is nothing. Like if she runs as an independent, she's gonna lose. If anything, she's gonna like even further tarnish herself because now it's like you didn't know not only win your home state, but like now, like people don't even like feel you to be loyal to the Republican Party. Yeah, like you just come off as like a complete chameleon at this point. Yeah. That like basically like wherever the money sends you like that's what you 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 show people, and you come off as delusional because you know like even amongst the independents you're the weaker one because people are gonna vote for RFK before they vote for <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. So it's like like what are you? You have no identity at that point. So I feel like that would be like a huge mistake. Uh, the only thing is like maybe she's like they're paying her to be opposition to Trump, thinking that like oh well. If you run as an independent, you'll hurt Trump. Yeah. Or maybe or she's running for president of Israel. Huh, yeah. <laughs> or or maybe or maybe they're paying her to like to like uh uh stay in stay in Trump's way because now he has to like spend more money until she's out of the way. But then when you look at like what he spent in South Carolina, I want to say she spent like thirteen million dollars more than him in that state, and to not win. Yeah. So it's like it's to the point now where like we've pretty much see on display that like the man that's your home state and he didn't he I think they said that his campaign spent like two million dollars there. And that was like your home state. So it's pretty much on display that like this dude could probably get away with spending like 
500,000 in every state the rest because if in your home state he spent way less than you and you didn't even get close it wasn't like it was like oh uh uh yeah. uh, uh 5149 or it wasn't even anything like no. that like nah, like you're all bad right now like this shit is 60, complete delusion at this point essentially with basically democrats voting for you which is even worse yeah. that you would even with democrats voting for you you think it'd be closer and so, nah. And in your home state. In your home state, yeah. Wild. So and wild. And everyone from, from, from South Carolina is celebrating with Trump. So wild. <laughs> and the man didn't spend anywhere near as much as you spent. Like, that's crazy. Like, what are you what are you doing? You know, yeah. So, I don't know what they're pumping her. Like, what, like, they're, they're swinging her. Like, in terms of, like, oh, well, you stayed because this, this, and that. Because, like, no logical person, unless there's, like I said, like, some sort of nefarious plan behind the scenes, there is no logic to this whatsoever. No. Do you think that she drops out on Super Tuesday when she gets destroyed even further? At this point, no. Like, I, I, I think, like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't see it. It's like, I don't understand. There's, because it, it's evident that that's yeah. going to happen. So, I don't, I have no idea what she's staying in for now the only thing is like when trump secures the delegates that he needs yeah well then now like he's officially the the republican nominee so it's like well now i don't know what happens like do like i don't do campaigns continue like because he secured that so yeah well super tuesday is the first week of march i would yeah yeah right yeah so we're gonna find out rather soon yeah, but I don't know if he'll have enough delegates by then because I think Super Tuesday is worth like eight hundred delegates. Oh, okay, okay. So and it's like a thousand something delegates that like you have to secure. So it'll basically get close to it. It'll he'll like, be okay. right there. But well, South so, Carolina, the blood is on the wall. Like, but she's so delusional that I feel like she'll still be like, "Oh, I'm not leaving yet. I'm not. It's not over till it's over." Like that type because that's basically the song she's been singing. Yeah. So yeah. Very interesting, like in in the weirdest like Twilight Zone way. Yeah, it's like one of those Rocky movies, but in this one is like there is no chance. You just yeah. have like a black eye, and your face looks like fucking Will Smith and Hitch, and you're like, oh, we can do it. <laughs> wow, no, you can't. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening, so keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, you can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a whole lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.